This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. My name is Vince Russo. It is Monday, February 6, 2023. I am recording the full Attitude Era show. It is season six, episode five, February 2nd, 1998. Hold on, I'm getting a text. Okay, I got it. All right, guys. We are ready to break down a very, very, very significant Raw, guys. I'm going to talk a lot about this one in detail. This is a significant Raw. If you want to talk about carrying on a story throughout the entire show and it being as believable as possible, then this is that show. You know how many times early on in a show somebody will be injured, somebody will be hurt, and they never even go back to it? They don't talk about it. They don't get any updates. Well, God forbid there were to be a real bad, dangerous injury on wrestling. This is how it would be covered, of course, until we get to the very end. And I will explain all of that to you. As I said, Season 6, Episode February 2nd, 1998. This is from Market Square Arena, the home of the Indiana Pacers, Indianapolis, Indiana, a sold-out crowd. We open up this show with a DX special report. And yes, I remember this vividly. I remember writing this verbatim. I remember producing this. And uh, this is DX more or less giving a State of the Union address. They are addressing standards and practices. They are addressing TSN. I guess there was some uh, problems with some networks and the SMPs for a previous show. Who knows, man? Maybe it was... One of the many, many, many times that Sean dropped his trow. Who knows? But I guarantee you, man, we are addressing a real-life situation where perhaps it was Canada, perhaps it was another country, complaining standards and practices about the nature of the show. So now DX is making a declaration. Basically, Between the hours of 9 and 10, they are only going to use the words ass, damn, and hell. And then they go on to tell you the words they are not going to use. 
and there are a series of words that are just bleep, 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 bleep. Then they say for tenant through uh, for the hours of 10 to 11, they will use ass, damn, and hell, but they won't use bleep, 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 bleep. Um, so on the video, you could see the graphic too, where everything is being bleeped. Uh, Triple H also says that they will no longer refer to their enormous genitalia. Um, and Sean ends it with, I did not sleep with that young intern. As a matter of fact, I was up all night. Of course, Mona Lewinsky, Monica Lewinsky, uh, Bill Clinton is going on at this time. And DX is having a little bit of fun with this. I do remember writing this, bro. You know, uh, again, man. Every show, I am looking for something special for them to do. Every show, bro, I am looking to get these characters over. That is what I am attempting to do. Define, grow these characters. And that's exactly what we're doing with this little uh, little uh, skit here. We open the show, DX is coming out in Uncle Sam motif, the red, white, and blue, the little capes, the high hats. Um, Jim Ross lets us know, man, that WrestleMania was sold out in 90 seconds, bro. 90 seconds. This is people believing it is going to be Tyson and Austin. I believe it was in Boston that year. 90 seconds, it is sold out. Uh, They're carrying signs to the ring. Triple H's sign says, I stand at eight inches. Sean's sign says, I want a bodacious blonde. They drop red, white, and blue balloons all over the arena. Sean is hyping Tyson, Austin, Rattlesnake versus Pitbull, Pitbull and starts a chant. Let them fight. Let them fight. Let them fight. We get the whole arena chanting this. Triple H claims uh, only in America. You know, Triple H, man, really had a great sense of humor. He really did, bro. He was a very funny dude. Um, again, man, I have not spoken to this guy since 1999. I don't know a Triple H 24 years later. I do know a Triple H back then, bro, and he was he was very funny, bro. He had a great sense of humor. So they're really, really having a lot of fun with this. Austin hits the ring. Reminds Sean that your ass belongs to Stone Cold uh, Steve Austin. Whether I, it doesn't matter. I will fight Tyson. I will kick his ass. But then it's going to be you and me because your ass belongs to me. Um, bro, this, I, this is what I loved about Sean. Sean, I've said this several times, was not the chicken shit heel. And here he is right up in Austin's grill, face-to-face. The two of them are jaw-jacking. This is a great moment. It 
feels very real. The antis- the um, intensity is very, very high, bro. And uh, JR is assuring us that this night is not over. In other words, we're going to see more of Sean and Steve Austin later on tonight. Bro, how many, how many times do we talk about, guys, Brock Lesnar will come out for the first segment. Roman Reigns will come out for the first segment. Pardon my French, but they blow their loads, and we never see those guys again on the show. So if you are a fan of Lesnar, you are a fan of Reigns, why are you going to watch the rest of the show? JR is letting us know here we have not seen the last of Austin and Shawn Michaels uh, tonight. From there, bro, we see a sit-down interview with JR and Mick Foley and Terry Funk as Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack are going to have a match tonight. Um, This was great, bro. This was great. It was very, very, very unique. I had a pop um, when Mick Foley says at 32 years old, man. So... Mick is 32 while they're doing this. Um, And he says to JR, look, man, you don't want to go down as the guy who wore a toga to WrestleMania 9. You want to go down as the greatest play-by-play or non-announcer at all time, of all time. He goes, the same goes for me. I want to go down as the greatest hardcore legend of all time And the only way I'm going to do that is to have a match with my hero, Terry Funk. Mick tells a story about a uh, former champion who once said to him, nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about that high-flying stuff. You'll be in a wheelchair at 30, and nobody will care. And Mick says... He never forgot about that. And, uh, of course, he is talking about Ric Flair. Ric Flair confronted Mick Foley um, with that backstage promo, and that was something Mick never, ever, ever forgot. Um, From there, we go to the match, man. Uh, Mick uh, comes down to the ring with a huge, huge dumpster. Uh, It is loaded up with all hardcore weapons and toys. Um, JR says that we are going to see a human demolition derby. The fight doesn't even make it to the ring. A lot of the fight starts on the stage, and the two of them roll down to the ring. Funk takes two garbage pails to the head. Um, Then Mick gives Funk the garbage can for him to return the favor. At first, he can't do it, but then Mick turns his back on Funk. Funk hits him from behind with four shots to the head. These were clear shots to the head. Uh, with the uh, with the uh, garbage can, and again, bro, I say this over and over and over and over again. If these guys knew then what they knew now, you would not be seeing this very very extensive uh, chair shots. Um, 
We then, uh, Mick then pile drives Terry Funk with the can over his head. They back up to the ramp. They take out a table. Mick comes off the Titantron and jumps, uh, uh, jumps into the, the dumpster on top of Terry Funk. Bro, the, these, these are two classic hardcore champions. The two best in the world. There will never, ever be two better. Terry Funk, Mick Foley, both put it all out there. They laid all this stuff out, bro. No agent, no writer, no Vince McMahon is going to tell these guys what to do. This is their heart. This is their passion. This is their soul. And again, Knowing what we know today, I don't think they would have brought it to such uh, dangerous heights. But as soon as Mick takes the dive off the Titantron into the dumpster, the New Age Outlaws come out. They bring down the top of the dumpster and they lock Mick and Terry Funk in the dumpster. This is a very... Very memorable spot, guys. Listen, man, if you don't want to sit through every show in the Attitude Era, I would recommend, man, Season 6, Episode 5, February 2nd, 1998. You want to watch this one. Road Dogg and Billy proceed to wheel the dumpster off the stage. Now, guys, I I am telling you, um, inside the dumpster was the uh, the uh, popcorn gimmicks and blankets and boxes, and there was a lot of cushion in that dumpster. I would not be surprised if a mattress was on the bottom of that dumpster, but both guys were protected as much as they possibly could be. Not to say, man that this wasn't dangerous and somebody could have gotten hurt without a shadow of a doubt. So Road Dog Billy, roll the dumpster off the stage, and JR is screaming, my God, there's people in there. There's people in there. There's people in there. This is one of the greatest spots of all time in the WWE. And one of the greatest calls, courtesy of JR in the WWE. At that point, bro, Patterson, Briscoe, Wrestlers, Slaughter, Mark Merrill, everybody comes out because they believe that uh, Mick and, and Terry are dead in there. JR selling that it is a 10 foot drop. Owen comes out. Owen is standing next to the Bariquas. Remember, there's heat there because we are trying to sell this as it's real. They're not in character. They are friends of Mick and Terry, and they're really cared about the well-being of these two. I keep hearing Bruce's voice, Bruce Pritchett. I don't see Bruce, but I keep hearing Bruce talking about the ambulance is going to show up in three minutes. Bro, they are really selling this. Everyone is really, really selling this. If this were a shoot, 
You hear me talk about this all the time. And if this was real, that's what this would look like. Jim Cornette comes out. Vince McMahon um, uh, uh, comes out. JR is talking about two human beings are in a dumpster. Um, you know, and he's going to say some idiot is actually going to say that they know how to fall. And he says, I promise you, this is not something that is practiced. This is not something that is rehearsed. This is real life, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we see Vince reprimanding the outlaws, but not in a sympathetic way. And, and Road Dog saying, we never, we didn't mean it to go down like this. We didn't want anybody to get hurt. Everybody, bro, is playing such a convincing part. I am looking for the fake wrestling in all of this, bro. I am really looking for it. And I'm having a very hard time finding it. Sonny is crying, bro. I mean, really crying. Uh, the ambulance shows up. And what I wrote here is the effort that everybody is putting into this is unreal. Now, I can write a scene like this. Bro, that's the easy part. Anybody can do that. The way everybody is selling this is absolutely amazing. You cannot change the channel on this, guys. We come back from commercial break. Sonny is holding Terry Funk's hand as a Funk is on the stretcher. JR explains that, you know, the outlaws were trying to get over, but this has gone too far. Flash Funk goes after the Outlaws in what looks like a very, very real emotional fight. I have here again, guys, I've never seen anything like this. Everybody's attacking the New Age Outlaws. Terry Funk is selling the whole time. Again, I am looking for something fake. I am not seeing it. I see my friend Matt Miller in the shot. JR is great. Off the charts. Bro, they get tight on Sonny. She is actually crying. Sonny is crying real tears. This is a phenomenal job. By the time I get to the end of the show, you will see how Vince McMahon will kill all this. But for the time being, bro, this is awesome. Again, we keep repeating moments ago, and um, JR shows what happens. Then we try to get a word with Road Dog and Billy, who are very, very upset. Sean and Triple H come over and they say, bullshit, bro, bullshit. This is what they want, man. They want ratings. This is what they want. Suck it up, bro. And uh, Sean looks at the camera and says, where does it end, JR? Where does it end? This is what you want. This is what you got. Now, if I I'm looking for a shade of fake wrestling, maybe it's here for the first time. 
maybe I'm seeing this for the first time because Triple H and Sean arrive on the scene. We should have established the shot with all of them already there. That's my bad. Um, Now, bro, that's the whole first hour of Raw, bro. The whole entire first hour of Raw. They beautifully, beautifully conducted by JR told this story. I, I, I'd love to get the ratings for this show, bro, to find out uh, just how JR uh, hooked the audience, grew the audience. Uh, we go to the second hour. We open that up with earlier tonight. Then we have uh, Billy and Road Dog Music and Entrance. Uh, we have Billy against Owen Hart. Owen jump starts the match, being how upset he is with them about what they just did. Uh, JR is still talking about his concern for Cactus and Chainsaw. Um, in this match, bro, uh, New Age Allos are disqualified. Um, Owen has Billy in a sharpshooter. DX comes down. It's a five on one. DX takes Owen Hart up to the stage. Again, Sean is screaming. You want ratings? You want ratings? And then they're actually teasing, throwing Owen Hart off the stage. The same stage that they threw the dumpster from. But agents, Briscoe, Patterson, everybody comes out and stops them. Sean is saying, this is a man's business. Then JR is going back to Cactus and, and Chainsaw. Back to them. Michael Cole is on his way to the hospital. Bro, we are into the second hour of the show. And this is all they're talking about. We come back, JR and the King, we have an update. Cole is at the hospital, but there has been no official statement made yet by the hospital or the doctors working on Mick and Terry Funk. From there, we have the headbangers against Mark Merrow, who puts his robe on Sable. Somebody, an admirer, delivers Sable some chocolates. Merrow's pissed off, sends Sable to the back. Mero says he's got some backup tonight. He's got the real beautiful people, beautiful people, beautiful people. And out comes Goldust as Marilyn Manson. The match ends with Mero low-blowing um, Mosh. Behind the ref's back, Mero gets the one, two, three. Then we go to a backstage between NWA and Bradshaw. Then we go to a Tiger Ali Singh story. Bro, there was a lot of promise with Tiger Ali Singh. His father was a, was a legend, bro, was a legend over in India. And um, Tiger Ali Singh was supposed to be the second coming. Looked like an athlete, bro. The guy looked like a movie star. The guy looked great. The reason why it never panned out, bro, was because his father was an issue. There was a lot of, you know, negotiating and demands. And, bro, Vince does not play that game well. So 
That's why, even though Tiger Ali Singh looked great, that's why he never really became anything in the WWE. From there, we got the Nation of Domination. We got Farouk against Chains. Chains goes out there with uh, Ape Bull and Skull, Ahmed Johnson, and uh, Shamrock. During this match, we've got an update that Michael Cole is on the phone. Vince has arrived at the hospital. Terry Funk has remained consciousness. Mick Foley is still going in and out of consciousness. Bro, throughout the entire show, this is a lost art, bro. Watch the Raws today. Somebody gets hurt. There is zero follow-up. And if they ever attempt to do any follow-up, bro, it is as phony as freaking hell. The nation winds up arguing in this match. Kama and Farouk are getting into it. And they are counted out. So Chains goes over. I love the end of this, bro, when Farouk is ordering everybody to go back up the stage. And he says to Mark Hendry, you get your big up, you get your big ass up there too. Which which just for some odd reason popped me. We then go to the back with the NWA, Bradshaw, and Double J. We got a little, uh, 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 oh, no, now we have our match. And it's uh, Wyndham and Jeff Jarrett against Bradshaw and a mystery partner. That partner winds up being Flash Funk. Funk gets hurt in this match. He's got to be carted to the back. So it's the entire NWA against Bradshaw, and Bradshaw winds up getting over. Uh, But then we get big-time heat on Bradshaw. Again, Cornette did not have his glasses on, so you knew he was going to get involved in the match. Heat on Bradshaw. Uh, NWA had good heat with the crowd here, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, they they had very, very good heat with this crowd in Indianapolis. We now go to a follow-up still with Ch- uh, with uh, Mick and uh, Terry. Michael Cole says, I don't know what's going on. All hell is broken loose. The police have been called in. The condition is grave. And then Michael Cole starts breaking up. Bro, this was ingenious. Because we don't know what's going on here. And before we can find out what's going on here, Michael Cole's signal is breaking up. This was done very, very, very well. Oh, bro, I popped huge. Because from there we go to Wink Collins in the middle of the room wearing a robe, uh, telling everybody about WrestleMania selling in 90 seconds. Bro, Wink Collins was actually Bob Collins, who was a great, 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 great man. Great, 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 great promoter, bro. And, bro, Bob Collins was very eccentric and as a shoot would walk around his office in a robe and slippers, bro. This man was very eccentric. I absolutely loved Bob Collins, bro. He's a legend, the man. A legend. Um, So he's talking about WrestleMania selling out in 90 seconds. Lights out, cane, music, and entrance. And I'm saying to myself, wow, 
What a great rib on uh, Bob Collins. So Kane grabs Collins by the neck, but then Vader hits. Uh, Vader gets a ex- fire extinguisher from under the ring, starts squirting uh, Kane with the fire extinguisher. Bro, huge pop for Vader. Man, this is a hot crowd, bro. I mean, everybody's up on their feet. This is a really, really hot crowd. Before we go to commercial break, man, we see Austin up is up next. Uh, and we see a shot of the New Age Outlaws. We come back, bro. We got Road Dog um, against Austin. Um, we are told that an ambulance has arrived at the building. We don't know why. Austin comes out hot, bro. Austin is on fire. Austin is killing Road Dog and Billy DX comes down to the ring. The place is going absolutely wild. The four of them, bro, get heat on Austin. It's a five-on-one, the five of them with China. Austin is then tied up in the ropes. Um, and and Sean gets right into Austin's face with that title. Bro, the intensity here. The intensity here on both Sean and both Austin, this is what I think is missing today, man. Back then, bro, the performers, they had a way of putting themselves in the moment, bro. They put themselves in the moment. You could feel it. They could feel it. The crowd could feel it. Again, this is not something I can write. This is absolute pros, bro. So, bro, we've got a bell-to-bell, wire-to-wire, great show here until Vince McMahon put his touches on the show. Because at the end of the show, Vince had Cactus and Terry Funk come down to the ring Still connected to their IVs. Terry Funk was wearing his hospital robe. And now we knew right then and there, oh, bro, this was all a really bad fake wrestling angle. Now, I knew Funk and and uh, Cactus did not like this. I knew they uh, told Vince how they felt about it. Here's why Vince did it, bro. You know, again, to his defense, because there was a reason for it. Vince really wanted to let the people know that Mick Foley and Terry Funk were okay. They were not dead. There were not life-altering injuries. He wanted to let the crowd know that they were okay. Unfortunately, bro... He did it in a very wrestling way. He did it in a very fake way. He did it in a very unbelievable way. Uh, Being, you know, still hooked up to the IVs. I I remember when Vince was telling me this at his his, uh, dining room table. And I'm like, oh, bro, really? And, you know, he said to me, we've got to let them know they're okay. But I was like, 
bro, the IVs, bro, we really got to use the IVs. But this is what Vince wanted. So this is the way we did it. Austin chases DX up the steps, comes back with a DX a T-shirt, cutting a promo. Bro, when you want to get something across in wrestling as real until the very end, this is how you do it. I would have given Sonny an Emmy for this. I would have given JR an Emmy for this. They, everybody involved, bro, Vince, everybody did a fantastic job. And again, guys, when I talk about it not being the same today, just watch today how they handle injuries. It's always a work. It's always no big deal. It's always let's get on to the next segment. They spent an entire two hours, two freaking hours, bro, getting this piece of business over. So that's it, everybody, man. Great, great, great episode, man. I hope you check it out. Again, let me just tell you, um, you should watch it, bro. Episode six. Uh, season six, episode five, February 2nd, 1998. So, wow, bro, 1998, 25 years ago, 25 years ago. Check it out, everybody. That is it. Oh, oh, oh.